Welcome to Castle's Corners. Welcome to Castle Cor- Castle's Corners. Welcome to Castle Corners. Castles. I know. Corners. I know your last name. <laughs> I really do. Welcome to Castle's Corners podcast. I nope. No S on the corner. <laughs> no <laughs> Castle's oh, Corner. Castle. <laughs> Welcome to Castle's Corner podcast. I'm Caitlin Kelleher, and for the third time now, I'm ho- proxy hosting the podcast. Um, I am talking with normal host, Tommy Castle. Hi. Hello. And we are kind of switching chairs up again like we usually do at the beginning of a sports season. So um, Tommy's given me a cheat sheet on what notes we're going to hit. Um, and I think we're going to start with the top spring sports for the season. Everyone likes a good cheat sheet. Usually you want them in fantasy sports before uh, your draft. Yes. So consider this like your third draft now. That I don't know. We went through football, basketball, hockey. So now we're in a baseball draft, which I just had a huge right. one with my friends. I was um, going to say, hopefully, you're, hopefully we're doing better in this. I'm doing better with this cheat sheet than I am with my own fantasy baseball league. Uh, you're, you're in one? I am. What's your team's name? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's always a variation of, of King of the Castle or King of Z Castle or King of Doug Castle. I think um, I went with Summertime Pets. At least that's what I've done before. I don't remember what I did this year. Summertime Pets? Pets. Like, like a, Patriots. Okay. Yeah. That's like your hobby in the summer. It is. Okay. It is. Hey, well, I'm, I'm glad you're submerged into sports now. We got you for a third time now, proxying, yep. proxy hosting, as you said, my podcast. And now finally, we're kind of getting you uh, every season into uh, high school sports. So I hope you uh, feel like you're learning a little bit. I am. I, I feel like I know some of these teams and I know some of the players now. So like you're part of the fabric of the community. Exactly. <laughs> now you came over from uh, Lexington and Concord office before, right? I did. So. I was in Lexington for, a long, for four years and Concord on either for like half a year on one side and a year on the other. All right. Well, that. Metro West is about 26 different towns and about 25 different teams we cover. Um, and be up over 100 sports in the spring we have eight times 25 so that's about you know, 160 different options for for sporting events so it's fun uh springtime's a lot of stuff going on so yeah let's hop right into it right and my problem is i still think of soccer as a summer t- a spring sport because that's what it was when i was in high school and so i still look for soccer on all of the rosters and you're not playing soccer at this time of year no in Massachusetts. No soccer balls, no. The closest thing looks like a soccer ball is a volleyball for indoors uh, for boys. So. We did not have volleyball at high, in high school. Okay, well, okay. So we're, we're going to switch over uh, <laughs> from volleyball and soccer balls to a softball, uh, which yeah. is not soft, actually. It's a hard ball, just so you know. I, I, I did play softball when I was younger. Okay, it hurts. It um, does. Yeah. <laughs> not as bad as baseball, but it hurts. So anyway, um, I wanted to do this podcast as a kind of uh, look back and look forward to this spring since we just started up this past week. And last year's biggest story was the Milford softball team. They won a state championship. I think they're running off um, 22 straight victories to win to finish the year. They lost their first game of the year and won 22 in a row. So they're they're quite the story. And one of the first co- groups you had in was their pitcher and their coach last very good when you kicked this off. Yeah, Steve Devito actually cried on. That was the first person to cry on the Castles Corner podcast. She was talking about his team, and Ali Atherton was the pitcher. And she had a great year for the Scarlet Hawks. Um, I saw a couple of their games in person. They actually re- return a lot of good players. Uh, my favorite, of course, is Emily Piergastavo. She is a third baseman, and she's going to UConn. That's why she's my favorite, because uh, I want UConn myself. You're all my matter. Go, yeah, go, go Huskies. <laughs> they also got a girl named Jess Tomaso who's playing collegiately. I just can't think of where right now. And um, a really nice pitcher in Kelly Richard, who was a volleyball all-star for us, who is going to be on the mound for 
the Scarlet Hawks. So I really look forward to seeing how Milford does again this year. Another juggernaut in the state for us and a former state champion last year was the Lincoln Sudbury Boys lacrosse team. They actually won three in a row. And Brian Vaughn, as the coach of that team, has just really made a great program there from top to bottom. They call it feeder programs where they have they get the youth, the, the younger you know grades, whether it's first grade, second grade, third grade, all the way up. Really, they have a really good system there, and that's why they're able to maintain the success year in, year out there at Lincoln Sudbury. Obviously, a big school, regional high school. Right. Lots of kids uh, trying out and playing. Their baseball team will be good, but their look, uh, look, boys lacrosse team has been a juggernaut the past three years. And then not too far away in Wayland, for uh, a, the Dual Cayenne League is uh, the league that Lincoln Sudbury is in. It so is Wayland. And the boys and girls tennis teams both won state titles last year. We call that a double dip. Okay. <laughs> um, usually doesn't happen when you don't really have mirroring programs for boys and girls. Usually it's uh, cross-country, indoor track, outdoor track. Uh, it can be tennis, basketball, and hockey. I'm trying to think of any other sports. Football is not... Soccer? No. Soccer, yes. So that's, that's one more. Very good. See? Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's why you're here. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so is there checker. no girls lacrosse? Oh, there is. So okay. It's, it's lacrosse, too. I'm just missing a couple. All right. Fair you know, enough. Just a couple. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We have but, enough sports out there that we, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Um, so Wayland boys and girls tennis won last year. Uh, the boys team returned a lot of players, but the girls team is actually, unfortunately, uh, going through a little bit of rebuild, but we use that term lightly around here, rebuild, because it can happen in a flash of an eye, it can happen in maybe five years. So you never really know uh, when teams can get back to that elusive state title game. So uh, those are the four teams in the three different sports. We uh, saw win state titles last year, and it's going to be really interesting to see where they go again. I expect uh, Milford softball, Lincoln Sudbury boys lacrosse, and probably a way on boys' tennis to be competing again. So we'll see uh, how those guys go uh, in a request for a repeat. And have they all started their season? Because I know some of the stuff got pushed back because of the fact that it is still snowing outside. None of those teams that I've mentioned have played yet. Tennis is a very touch-and-go right now with the weather outside. Today it's raining. Uh, it's supposed to snow later on the week. It snowed earlier this week. So uh, a lot of these teams, actually the MIA pushed back the spring season. Um, and not, a lot of people might not know that. So, uh, or this, not the spring season, but the playoffs. It's giving teams more time to get the regular season games in. You usually don't have that, have that happen ever. And I don't remember the last time it happened to MIA to push back the playoffs. But it's probably happened before. I just, my two years here, uh, it hasn't happened. So it's a unique situation where the playoffs are going to be later. Because the playoffs are already after some graduations. Oh, yeah. Seniors are checked out. Senioritis is full force. You're just hoping they stay on the uh, the bandwagon for a couple at least weeks longer and don't get too checked out. Right. So as we take this break, we will start to talk about kind of what's coming up in the next season for some of the people who didn't quite make the state championship level. This is Castle's Corner. We're back on Castle's Corner, and I'm Caitlin Kelleher, and I'm guest hosting again, and Tommy is in the guest chair this time. Did you almost want to say you were Tommy Castle? I almost did, because <laughs> I listen to your podcast every week. And well, thanks for listening. You're welcome. Okay. Sometimes you, I listen to you on speed okay. while I edit. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Um, I am the ho- one of the hosts of the um, Daily News podcast, which w- comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays, so I will give myself a little bit of a plug. And we are, Tommy's talking about the s- teams that didn't quite make state championship level, but still really succeeded last spring as they get ready for this spring season. Yeah, last spring, uh, 
thinking about seasons, we talk about fall, winter, and spring. And last spring was really a kind of a high watermark for all of our teams and towns. We had a lot of teams advance further in the playoffs than we did for the fall season, and then we did for the winter season, at least comparing it to this past year. Um, so when we're looking at teams and we're going through MIA website and maybe past articles, it really hit me that there are so many different teams that did well last year. And I even go, went through my uh, our Instagram feed when we first kind of started a, a little over a year ago, um, seeing our best photos and best teams. Usually we take the photos of the best teams that are doing well and put them up. Right. And so many different towns and teams showed up. So I'm going to kind of rifle through them really quick. Um, for boys tennis, we had Westboro and Hopedale, both losing state championship games. Westboro is a little interesting because their best player, uh, Samuk Pathy, was a top individual player for the past four years. He just graduated. And he was the um, top individual tennis player of three of those four years. So that's oh, going to wow. be really tough to replace. Um, and Hopedale was kind of out of nowhere, out of the blue kind of team to make it a state championship game. So we'll be interested to see how those teams, two teams kind of do uh, in boys tennis. And for it, tennis, it's you add the individual scores together to get a team score. Is that how these teams are making it to state championships? Right. And, and when I mentioned Samuk there from Westboro, he was the individual winner for the individual tournament. But he's also the number one player in Westboro to help them get to the team championship as well, where they lost. Um, so tennis, they have first singles, second singles, and third singles. And they all get a point. And then there's this first doubles and second doubles where two kids play together. Okay. Uh, so you get five total points. Obviously, three to two, four to one, never going to have a tie or five nothing. So that's kind of how the tennis high school works. Okay. You're learning. See? I am. <laughs> and you're my fact checker. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving over from tennis to baseball, which is my first love, and that's why Castle's Corner, hopefully we can change uh, the logo over to a baseball soon because we're, we're about that time of year. Yep, um, it should, hopefully it will change with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my towns that I cover for Wicked Local is Wellesley, and they made it to a state championship game last year as well. Furthest they've ever been in program history, they won a sectional title and had a great run. Um, unfortunately, came to the end in a state championship game. They are back and reloaded this year led by uh, a junior. He's already committed to Wake Forest. His name is Henry, or better go by Hank, uh, Weicker. And he, actually, he came in for a podcast with Coach Rob Kane last year after their their really good run to the tournament. And then mm-hmm. Dover Sherborne Baseball, another uh, a first-year coach last year, uh, and Steve Ryan, who was a longtime base, uh, football coach at uh, DS, took over the, the reins and led the team to a state title as well. They unfortunately felt like Wellesley. They have a couple players back. Uh, be interested to see how they respond Moving over uh, on the diamond-ish to softball, <laughs> um, like we said, uh, hurts just as bad as a baseball. Uh, Hopedale softball, another Hopedale team. Uh, they lost Julia Alberto, who was their ace stud pitcher. I think she pitched almost every game. Wow. Now, in softball, these players can pitch every day because the arm angle is different. They're throwing underhands. Mm-hmm. So the shoulder pain is not as much. So as long as the fatigue's not there, some of these teams throw out their pitcher every, every day, every other day. And, and that was the case last Julia Alberta last year. How often can a baseball pay, pitcher pitch when they're not professional? I mean, uh, high school. Yeah, you really don't want to pitch them more than twice a week. Okay. And if you so, like if if that, so two starts a week is not really not heard of. It's it's you know Monday maybe Friday you can stretch it out and mm-hmm. you get two starts of eighty to hundred pitches depending on how well and how much um, arm strength they have. But really, they're only start you know, one start a week and maybe like coming in relief for an inning or two. Um, where softball, they can pitch as much as they want, wow. as long as they want, as long as they're able to do so. And that's kind of a unique um, ability for these softball players to, to have in these teams. So if you get a, you get that really, really good pitcher, you kind of ride them until... They're tired. Yeah, well, <laughs> until the end. Um, 
Mitch, moving over from softball and baseball, another team that did great last year was Franklin Girls Lacrosse. Uh, we'll get into a couple of those players in a little bit later on in this podcast. But um, they are the Walsh sisters, Aaron, and uh, I just did another Walsh sisters today from from Needham. Three of them that actually play at Bucknell University, and now I'm going to forget Annie, Aaron and Annie. The other Walsh sisters from Needham are named Caroline, Audrey, and Gabby. So uh, that's a lot of Walsh's. That is a lot of Walsh's. No relations, <laughs> by the way, um, but all good lacrosse players. And uh, actually, Franklin and Needham played each other last year. So anyway, uh, Franklin Girls Lacrosse, uh, Kristen Igo was a, a member on one of the f- initial uh, Cast the Corner podcast. She's the Franklin Girls coach, and she should be seeing a very good team this year from the Panthers as well. And then last but not least, for teams that kind of made it really far last year, um, Natick Boys Volleyball, who we've already covered uh, this this week. They so volleyball is playing because they're yep. the, they're in the gym, so they don't they don't get rained, rained out <laughs> <laughs> or s- apparently snowed out either, yeah, which seems no s- to be a problem in March and April. I'm sure if even they they lather that net up in snow, ice, water, you can still play, right? Uh, but you can't really drench of uh, softball a uh, volleyball court. You get that squeezed out there, and you'll be fine in a couple minutes. We're at least we're not playing beach volleyball in, in Massachusetts. It's funny you mention that because one of the kids on the team, Max Waltzman, I think he's a senior now, uh, he is a renowned beach volleyball player. He actually went to Israel with uh, one of the rivals, uh, Framingham Boys Volleyball Team. I wrote a story about him last year. He's one of the leaders of the Native Boys Volleyball Team. He's very good. Uh, he played in the uh, Maccabee Games, I believe. It's kind of the Jewish um, Olympics over there in Israel, and he played with uh, a kid named Aaron Shapiro from Framingham last year. Very good story about them wow. kind of joining forces from rivaling towns to come together and play two-on-two beach volleyball. No beach volleyball in the spring. All <laughs> hardwood. And Max and the Red Hawks got a 3-1 win the other day over Braintree. And I see him and this kid named Matt Flaherty, I believe is his name. I think he's also a senior, junior. They are both like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so that's really hard in volleyball when you're going up against tree trunks trying to hit the ball over the net and, and slam it somewhere when you got these kids' arms that are going way above the net. And, right. and so they, they, they possess and they pre- present a big problem for a lot of volleyball teams throughout the state. So those are kind of the, uh, hopefully I went through quick enough, uh, of teams of who to look for and who, it, who did well last year. Well, it sounds like there's still a lot of under, underclassmen that really stood out last year that are coming back and really going to make a... Makes continue to make a name for themselves. Yeah, and that's the, that's the beauty of high school sports in the sense of we're talking about you know college basketball this past weekend with uh, Villanova was a team that re- returned a lot of people and they just dominated. Whereas some other teams they are one and done. You know you got the Arizonas of the world and uh, the Kentuckys of the world that have, they just bring these players from one year and they go to the NBA draft. The cool thing about high school sports is we <laughs> that can't happen. You gotta, <laughs> They're sticking around all four. Yeah, years. you got all four years, so you can really develop these relationships and see these kind of. Uh, athletes grow like we'll see with Native Boys Volleyball and, and some of the other teams. Um, I did want to kind of go over real quick about a couple teams that might have not gone far last year. Absolutely. But made a splash. I mean, will... I, may be, I may be hosting, but it's still your, sh- <laughs> your, <laughs> still your show. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could take the mic away from you. I have long arms. Um, but some teams that I'm looking forward this spring to kind of make a splash, like I said, uh, are a couple different towns and towns and teams in those towns. Um, first off, it has to go off um, to one of our top boys lacrosse players in the state is Will Abbott, and he was actually on for football in the fall. He's from Hopkinton. He's uh, going to Quinnipiac. Him and DJ Sloan are actually both from Hopkinton boys lacrosse, both going to Quinnipiac, and they should have a good good year for Hopkinton boys lacrosse. The Hopkinton girls softball returns um, a pair of sisters and a really good team last year. 
So I looked for big things from Hopkinton, boys lacrosse, and softball. Same thing with Franklin, baseball, and boys lacrosse. Uh, we mentioned Franklin girls lacrosse before. The baseball team has a pitcher named Jake Noviello, who is um, uh, just a great pitcher, big kid again, like we said, 6'4". And then the boys lacrosse team um, has some kids with some great names on that team. So I love when we do the Instagram names because uh, uh, they just it's like you wouldn't think that that would be a, someone's name. <laughs> now, and I also learned that Franklin was a city a little while back. So they have a lot of, pi- a lot of kids to... to the pool from so they definitely have a good uh, spring sports um, town then Westboro girls across young and up and coming they were a juggernaut last year I see them I, they, they, they fell a little short in the playoffs but I see them doing well and then the town we're in right now Framingham <laughs> very good I know the you. answer I know where I go to work <laughs> on a daily basis although people if you put in our address sometimes they'll take you to Natick at a farm in Natick so yeah we've all be been careful. there yeah. too <laughs> my first day um, Framingham baseball they have a pitcher named Tommy Clark. Now, all because his initials are TC, like mine, does not mean I'm biased to that. But he not is he is a, a good player on the mound. And then Jared, Jared Marifiotti, he is a outfielder for them, and he's going to do big things at the plate in the outfield for them. And last but not least, the boys' volleyball team, led by Emily Vitti, one of our more uh, charismatic coaches throughout the area. Um, great story uh, behind her and with her family and, and how she gives a lot to the volleyball cu- community. And she has some returners, returners from last year after falling a little short of their goal. Uh, they've been a perennial state championship contender for the past couple of years. So <sighs> that's my laundry list. That's your I laundry. went through it. And you're, and you're name dropping. And I'm all name that. dropping. I'm, I forgot a couple names. I got a couple Walsh's mixed up, but we made it. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With very little help from me. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going back to my notes. All right. So we have seen towns like Hopkinton, Franklin, Westboro, and Framingham that are poised to break out this spring. Um, let's take one last break for, for the show, and we will come back, and you can tell me what else we are going to see in the upcoming three, two or three months of the spring season. This is Castle's Corner. Hi, I'm Caitlin Kelleher, and I am guest hosting Castle's Corner podcast. I got the name right this time. Castle's Corner, yep. (laughs) So for the last few months, I've been reading some of the articles. I've listened to your podcast, and... (laughs) Are you going off last week's? I think you're going off last week's. Talking about last week's podcast? I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, last week's moment. podcast with the Milford Senior. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, who who talked about his his injuries and kind of overcoming what it's like to kind of bounce back season after season. Right, and he's doing a uh, article for me for our biweekly uh, column and story, whatever you want to call it, called the the player's perspective, which is really fun. To, uh, it's a really fun insight into high schoolers and athletes and what they go through, kind of on a day daily or seasonal basis. Right. I mean, we've had everything from a kid talking about his freshman year film experience uh, on a basketball team to a rifler talking about uh, competing in air rifling Mm -hmm. to this most recent kid, uh, Andrew from Milford. He talked about uh, overcoming injuries year after year from eighth grade to senior year to finally being injury-free his final year of high school to to play and get a scholarship to college. So Mm -hmm. a lot of different insights, a lot of cool things. And the best thing about it it's the words of these players and these athletes from around our area. So that 
you know, we're taking these great photos, but we're, we're using their great words um, and having them tell their stories. Right. And it, they're really honest. I mean, that you don't you don't feel like you're getting something that's kind of a college es- college application essay. You're getting real honesty from kids who are putting themselves out there for everybody to kind of take a look at and read. Right. The, uh, the goal of the player's perspective is very conversational, very first person, very just inside of someone's brain as if they're talking to you side by side as opposed to, like you said, a college essay or even a, um, you know, a report on Thomas Jefferson for you know, your history teacher. It's, right. it's totally kind of away from this, maybe these kids' comfort zones, but they've really taken it head on. And, and I encourage anyone that's listening to this podcast or anyone that knows any high school students that have gone through any kind of athletic endeavor that they think they want to share to reach out to me um, you know, via email uh, or via Twitter or whatever it is, you'll see all the vehicles possible to reach out to me on here. It's It's been fun. Uh, recently, we've done some swimmers and divers, and upcoming, we're going to do a couple lacrosse players. And like I mentioned, the Franklin girls lacrosse team, uh, Aaron and Annie Walsh, are going to be writing a story. They're not twins. They look very similar, but they're a year apart, and they're both going to uh, Boston College, I believe, to play lacrosse. And so they're going to kind of talk about how they got there, their their commits very early before their sophomore or before the beginning of their junior years, which can't happen anymore. A new rule that you cannot commit to college for a sport before your junior season. Oh wow! Um, so they're kind of the last crop of that, uh, you know, recruitment uh, process. So that they have an interesting story to tell, and looking forward to uh, to to reading it myself. I haven't seen it just yet, so we have a couple stories lined up. But as always, I'm looking for more people to tell their stories and for the for the dental line. Right, and it's more than just kind of the captain of every team. You've really really have gone into people who aren't ju- aren't just on the high school teams. I mean, the air rifling perspective was a really interesting one, and neither of them compete with their high schools. Right, yeah. And we had, you know, people talk about the club sports to be able to talk about other things other than just their high school sports. It's not just for that. It's about athletics. It's about people's experiences and what they've gone through athletically as a, as a kid growing up and to now. So mm-hmm. they can just kind of share whatever they want to share. Right, cool. And um, yeah, I think the only thing... We want to kind of plug, you know, you plugged earlier, right? You know, what's your name of your podcast again? The Daily News Podcast. The Daily News Podcast. Yeah, we'll just keep plugging it. <laughs> um, plug's always good. You know, you want to self-promote. But um, no, we, we're looking for um, more ways to connect with our readers and, and p- people throughout our towns via um, Twitter and Instagram and any social media website. So we're going to be trying to do more polls to kind of get interactions and and. And finding a way to get you your news and, and ways for you to be able to um, digest it a little bit easier and find it a little bit easier to have you interact with us. So that's the whole point of kind of uh, of journalism in a sense. To right. Connect, I mean, we need to our... reach you where you are. Right. And we want to be there. Yeah. So and having people let us know what's going on and we let people know what's going on, kind of a give and take. So we want to be able to interact a little bit more on our social media sites. So make sure you follow us uh, at Metro West Sports for both Instagram and Twitter and you'll be you'll expecting to see some more polls and hopefully some cool things. We just talked about a bracket that we might do for the high school sports uh, playoffs at the end of the spring where you guys can kind of pick like a March Madness bracket. There won't be any money involved from us. Nope. Uh, but at least it'll be fun and you can see uh, how you stack up maybe against your friends or from the, your sports editors or, or vice versa. So right. we'll, we, could we'll, all, we could all pull Yeah, bracket. and then we kind of announce the winner. So that's something exactly. that you should see in the, in the spring. Of course, we'll give you... Uh, everyday coverage of games and, and features on weekends and, uh, and we'll see where we go from there for the rest of the spring sounds like a plan and I will s- hit season two of Castle's Corner during this spring season 
season two that's kind of a weird well, thing either to that or you're gonna either that or we're just gonna keep going up and you know high the high 50s yeah i don't want to do that so okay. we'll do season two just that'd be fun we, should we have um i know when i brought in the the podcasters from natick they had yes. an award ceremony called the potties yes i remember that um, maybe i gotta think of something like that i think they served a grape juice uh, sparkling you know grape juice and, and cheese and crackers i gotta think of uh, how i can kind of emulate that kind of spread exactly yeah. i was gonna say and we've got the award, the sports awards banquet yep, for so the all-stars that'll come for the fall the winter season yeah it's a great a great plug actually because uh the, we'll do the winter and spring all-stars together uh, okay. for a banquet because it, the, the time lap in between the seasons so short um so we'll have our winter sports all-stars come out in a couple of weeks uh, i think it's the first week of may i know they're in for on sunday for photos sunday sunday and tuesday uh, yeah tell i've been talking to our photo yeah <laughs> So we hope all those all those all stars came out for uh, photos and enjoy the write ups and then the spring all stars as well. So we kind of clump them together. We'll get a nice um, special guest to come talk to them at the end of the spring season. So it'll kind of be a big old party that mm-hmm. for the winter and spring all stars. So that's another thing on our radar. That's nice. All right. Is there anything else we need to make sure we touch base on before we I wrap mean, this you up? You know what? If I forget, I'll just do it next week. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. I'm Caitlin Kelleher, and you can follow me on Twitter at CM Kelleher. You can tune in to the Daily News Podcast, which I host on Tuesdays of every week. And Ann Brennan, our EIC, our editor-in-chief, hosts the Friday News Wrap-Up, which comes out every Friday. So you can find that in the podcast listings. And Tommy, your contact information is? Oh, Tommy Cass. I'm going to make you do your own. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can follow me at, on Twitter at TommyCastle44. And like I said before, all the Metro West Sports uh, information can be found uh, at Metro West Sports on Twitter and Instagram as well. Great. All right. You can subscribe to Castle's Corner on podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts while checking in every Wednesday for a new Castle's Corner on our websites. Thanks for joining us here on Castle's Corner Podcast. Until next time, I'm Caitlin Kelleher. Thanks for checking in. <laughs>